Brad Diamante, Gregory. Uh, pleasure to have you guys here. Welcome to the show, episode 216. What's up? Honor to be here, Brandon. What's Thank going on, Brandon? Thank you for having us. Anytime, anytime. There's a lot, lot we want to talk about today. A um, lot, lot that we got to dive into. Um, before we do that, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> before we do that, tell me a little bit more about you guys. Very curious. What's your guys' background? Um, how did you get to where you are now? Uh, basketball. Uh, fortunately, I grew up playing sports. Um, that led to not only the connections that I have today uh, through Gregory and our mutual friend, uh, Blolo, but also through that is open doors to uh, schooling opportunities, resourcing resources, uh, and other eventual mindset opportunities that led to uh, where I am today. So I'm Bronx raised, uh, but tw I'm 27 years old today. Uh, I moved out of the Bronx at about 13, 14, 13 early teens, um, and with that came a lot of changes. So with that move from the Bronx into Westchester County. Um, life was changing quick and I had to adapt. Um, basketball led into real estate. Uh, real estate led into what today is now uh, a very, uh, to be successful NFT uh, endeavor so far. So that's kind of the short of how I got here. Um, not getting too specific, but looking forward to getting to that too. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, you know, the abridged version, um, the amount, uh, as he said, Bronx born and raised as well. Um, Kind of pretty much the same situation that I stayed in the Bronx, but um, my schooling took me to Westchester County. So um, again, growing up in the in, in you know inner city, you know, growing up in in in, in the Bronx, but um, in, but you know, um, going to um, being schooled in a in a preparatory um, environment definitely was uh, paramount as far as my development. I, I can't speak for the amount, but I'm sure he would Damn. definitely agree. And uh, again, he spoke about the one uh, singular thing between both of We're both athletes. Uh, he played co uh, collegiately, me as well, but I was a football player. He was basketball, I was football. I played basketball in high school, but uh, but uh, my talent in football is what guarded me a football scholarship, so I went to Temple. But um, real estate as well, um, I'm more on the property management side. Diamante more on the uh, on the commercial and sales and I'm on the management side. And so, um, again, that's where our synergies kind of lied. And so we were always doing business, real estate deals and tentative uh, uh, business deals in that sense and um, uh, allowed us to be able to segue and create the ventures and the different opportunities that we have uh, in front of us now. Got it. What what was uh, the thing that got you most interested in um, blockchain early on? Was it uh, Bitcoin for like a lot of people? Was it, it, it NFTs? Was Silk Road. <laughs> I, if we're being frank, it was Silk Road. That was <laughs> most people's entry into the space. We all had a friend or a friend of a friend that, you know, um, so that was the early introduction. I will never forget my freshman year of college, um, being that I had that kind of knowledge from those ulterior motives, um, I was able to put together for final week, uh, for finals week, a presentation on Bitcoin. And I remember that presentation in 2013 being like I was speaking in Latin, um, a digital currency, uh, a value based on the blockchain and all of this. It was so far ahead of its time it, it, for my network at that time that it was just so it, it was way too early. Um, eventually, that was that led into uh, what became the NFT interest, and that came from NBA Top Shot. Uh, playing college basketball and uh, being around the sport, I've always had the obviously the perplexity to for basketball. And when I heard they were digitalizing and and making 
uh, digital copies of highlights and moments you can't own at any other point in history, I saw the value and I saw how that would change the space and the world as we know it. And uh, riding the wave from that has led to where we are today. Yeah, um, I was uh, I was a little different. Um, I went to school for finance. Well, pretty much the same, the same breath. Silk Road. That's a, that's a, that that <laughs> that's that was how it was, it was. It was first introduced to me. Um, I'm gonna go way back when I was in college. Um, um, I went to school for finance. So um, you know, I I I learned traditional financial uh, uh, fundamentals. So in 2012, I would say about 2000. About about 2012. Um, a couple of my friends had 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 introduced me. They was they were talking about Bitcoin, and they explained to me, Greg, it's a digital currency. There's a finite amount of it. It uses a uh, um, a proof of uh, proof not proof of staking proof uh, proof of work. Oh, work. Yeah, uh, proof a of proof work. of work yeah, as far as uh, uh, consensus to, to to verify transactions. And so, um, me coming from my traditional siloed. Uh, fi uh, financial background, I looked at it in that breath. I looked at it in that vein. And at that time, it was just, I, 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 I told him, I was like, you know, this is something that is extremely volatile, very, very risky. I don't know, me being a finance major, these are the types of, of, of things that they tell us to stay away from. Think about investment. it with it. Yep, think yeah. about that with that, with that, with that mindset. Meanwhile, I have a couple of friends. They're like, "Yo, Greg, man, I'm buying everything off the internet. It's, <laughs> it's, it's. I, I, I'm exchanging it for real assets, real things." And I was just like, "Well, you know, taking that same. Well, we'll see, we'll see." Fast forward, a lot of those friends that told me to invest, they gifted me. They've gifted me some some cryptocurrency, but nothing to the point of which had I taken a heed of the advice that they were giving me. Who knows where I'd be? But you know, you don't count lost chips down down the line but uh that was that was my introduction uh uh into crypto and then i became a more avid serious uh uh divested investor probably i would say uh mm, very uh, 2017 is when i is when i is when i really really um took a more analytical look at the space and and looked at these cryptocurrencies looked at these these different uh uh coins and tokens as as financial investments and so that's when the, the the mindset and thinking changed is like you know this is the new financial money matrix so this is how this is what you need to be aware of going forward it's funny everything you said is exactly how i tried to explain it to my friends when i was in college <laughs> and i use all the all the technical terms and i tried to really understand it and their face would just be blank They'd be like what are you yes. talking about so at some point it's just like guys it's magical internet money it works <laughs> try it out yeah Mm -hmm. Absolutely, magical it, internet it, money. Yeah, and, you know it's it's crazy because now now today those are the same friends uh, begging mm -hmm. for advice, begging for a breakdown of what coin is next and what project yeah, is next. Yeah. So it's funny how those spaces and the world has changed as we know it. Yeah, yeah there's there's plenty of people that told me that I was literally crazy to consider yeah. going into uh, a space of magical internet money rather than um, pursue medical school. They thought I was absolutely insane. It's definitely <laughs> a very aggressive. Uh, shit, I will definitely yeah, it, it yeah. is. And I, I, you know what? I understand their point of view. I yep. would have probably thought the same thing at the time, but no, a lot of those people are the same ones talking to me today and they're asking me questions and they, they didn't want to get into the space. I'm like, dude, you should have done this like five when, years ago, six years ago. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now you're on the tail end. Yeah. Now, yep. Yep. And now you're trying to make up for those gains that, you know, are just not there. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, so, okay, what are you guys doing with GDGC Enterprises? Um, <laughs> what, what, what is this? What's going on? What do you guys um, So about a year ago at this point, uh, Greg and I and two of our other partners were able to get our hands on a one of three uh, in the world. Kobe Bryant signed 18 karat rose gold Hublot watch. Uh, and we had the bright idea at that time to tokenize that physical asset. Uh, we partnered with a company out of Switzerland um, who was publicly traded on not only the Swiss exchange, but also the NASDAQ as well. Uh, that led to a week of us being featured on the NASDAQ market site at Times Square, uh, 260 publications around the world, uh, and us being the first to tokenize a luxury physical watch uh, into the metaverse. Um, and with that, they kind of created the business model for tokenizing physical assets. Um, so what GDGC does as a business is we tokenize uh, or rather is a tokenization of luxury physical assets uh, sourced from private collectors, museums, art galleries, edu educational facilities, uh, any of these assets that have really tangible value, uh, we look to digitalize and bring into the into Web3. Uh, and that's a perfect segue to Greg, our CTO, uh, <laughs> and he can continue about what we're working on today. Yeah, man, I'm going to, um, you know, dear uh, Monty and I, we're extremely passionate about what we do, and it's because of... Um, I guess our our our, our in-depth knowledge of NFTs and and what they can be and how the technology itself can be applied to disrupt a lot of the markets and a lot of the the, the established uh, uh, ways in which we interact and do things. So um, you know, coming from that place, Diamante was the one because me, I'm 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 a futurist, so I, you don't have to convince me of why you should buy an NFT or a JPEG for $20,000 or this digital thing, I'll just spend the money and buy it because I think in that, in that way. But Diamante yeah. was, was looking at it where, from a, a standpoint of how are most people within this space introduced to NFTs? Yeah. And, and we saw with just, the, just asking the average person, it was the high end of the spectrum as to where they're being introduced to Board Ape Yacht Club, mm -hmm. CryptoPunks, MeBits, um, you know, uh, 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 you know, some any of the other, you know, blue chip projects. And yeah. unfortunately, that is uh, and when it comes to confidence in the space or uh, the excitement for the space. If you want to get involved and you see a project only the, the floor price is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of Ethereum, that in and of itself will can create a kind of a disdain in your in your, you know, or a distaste rather uh, for the space. And we wanted to kind of we've always had the angle to connect physical, whether physical assets or physical experiences something physical to the metaverse because i have a personal opinion that the more digital we get there the, the higher there will be a need for some level of physicality and that's the we want to always create that connection uh and allow it to uh have an unbreakable link to the physical and the digital and that was uh what our partner at the time and what our business model now allows us the opportunity to do yeah man definitely definitely we you know we the the way we look at nfts you know from a standpoint is that you know i don't want to you say from a point we know nfts are going to be embedded in every single aspect of which we interact and what people don't understand is 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 well how is that so because everything can be turned into an nft anybody can control the digital ip anybody can 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 now control royalties and those things so if you don't understand how strong and powerful that is then you know you're already missed the train but in that create a conduit and create a bridge for people to understand how these NFTs can be used at a utilitarian, at, at, at a utilitarian way. So again, 
a lot of NFTs in this space are based off of community, organic community-driven uh, initiatives that people buy into, whether it be a Board Ape Yacht Club, where you buy into this community of owners that have meetings and parties and merchandise and 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 um and, or some of what those roadmaps are based upon what we wanted to do was well it's there's always going to be a disconnect between the people who are in the space and the people that want to get want to get into the space so we saw why don't we use something luxury items that have a very very stringent authentication process and use a technology that that is that is that 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 streamlines the process nfts when put into the blockchain make them immutable they make them transferable but they also prove provenance and digital ownership things that cannot be taken away things that only the sole owner can change and so with that through our process of dealing with select luxury assets we said well What's the next step? Since the world is being digitized, why don't we digitize these authenticating documents? Yep. And just looking at it from a standpoint, every, everybody has everything on their phone. So if you're carrying your wallet, your bank cards, your, 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 then what's the next step to having the certificate for the Rolex that you have or, or the certificate for that, for that Louis Vuitton bag or that, or that, or that, or that, or that ring? That you or have. even higher level, you know, for the Picasso or for the Dolly painting or for, you know, that that blue chip or that uh, that ultra luxury uh, watch. What better better way of validating its its ownership and validating its authenticity than the NFT? And that's been very early to see. And that's something that we've been able to kind of uh, create a niche in uh, and build with. Uh, we've yeah. been able to. And that leads us to, you know, our next. Um, so that project, unfortunately, we weren't able to. Um, launch in the in the way we we initially were uh set up to so we were we now repositioned the offering uh to be what we consider uh the first meta raffle uh we'll be raffling off 8024 mints at 0. 8, 0. 0.0824 ethereum uh which as you know is probably like 100 200 now um, <laughs> um and, yeah. and and with that uh we're going to be giving away this watch uh for 0. 0.2 0. 0.0 824 Ethereum, uh, which will be the first time this has been done in history. So we're looking forward to it. We know that with this asset of this type, um, we have a lot of options and that created the Luxury Asset Club, which is what we're now branding uh, this opportunity as. And with this, we'll be able to rinse and repeat. Uh, we have other assets in the pipeline as well. Uh, a Lamborghini Urus, um, some other jewelry. Uh, we have Picasso paintings, some Dolly paintings. So um, we're very excited to use this, our idea of nfts uh with this technology and with this uh opportunity yeah i was gonna ask you what kind of select uh luxury assets do you want to focus on um because there's so many out there there's so many different things you could cover um you mentioned some like you know cars and fine art things that uh even with money you usually can't buy things that you either access resources uh connections something that you know, you know, we've been able to source um, some very uh, high-class historical artifacts as well. Uh, we were not at liberty to discuss those, but internationally-based historical event uh, artifacts. So things like that, um, things that like Lamborghini years, for example, um, we see that will likely be the floor uh, of our NFTs. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, you know, it's it's very interesting because um, you know our business model is 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 
we work with a number of different clients to inform them about why they should tokenize their assets. Why, like, why is this important? And we have a breakdown of 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 of, of those things. And we start with uh, provenance. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we start with 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 essentially. So we want to coin some phrases. So origin. You are essentially the origin of this asset. So. In this, in this new digital structure, there are advantages of being the origin or creator of these NFTs and the fact that you control royalties and the fact that you can control the IP and, and the fact that you can have uh, uh, ownership of the trademarks and whatnot. So we, so we try to get them to understand that this is how you prepare these items for the next digital revolution. What it also does is it prepares that item to be transacted within this digital form. So now if you have a, let's say you have a Rolex watch and you're walking down the street or you're at a store or a bank I'm at a store, and somebody or at a jewelry store and they say, oh, I want to buy that. Okay, well, how do I know it's real? Well, here is my NFT, which is certified, stamped, approved, say that this serial number, this, 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 this is what it is. Okay, it's verified. Now I want to buy it for three Bitcoin. Okay. I'll transfer you the NFT. We make the transaction. And within the transaction, I send you the NFT that now um, uh, switches ownership from me being the sole owner to who I sell it to. And now I've received my, my, my uh, the payment for, for that item. So now you've essentially within that removed any third party intermediary, whether it be a bank, whether it be a broker, whether it be the the person that you sourced or that entity that you sourced to find the buyer and so we 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 express these individuals the advantages what it also does is it eliminates the need for any of the physical files because what diamante and i have learned is that dealing with clients that have purchased these assets they do not keep any of the receipts there yeah, are no it, it could be a lot better with the record keeping and the and, and the thing is brandon let me let you know ask somebody who spent half a million dollars on something if what they bought is real and see what the see what their re, re, see what their reaction is they think you've insulted them but you know the thing is that we explain is that again we're not doing that to insult you but if you were to take this to a christie's sotheby's guernsey's one of these established auction houses they're going to charge you in order to authenticate it, whether you provide them the documentation or not. So what we are doing is we're creating that standard so that when you see GDGC Enterprise, when you see that stamp at the bottom of the NFT, you know that that item has been certified, documented, and entered into the blockchain and has been been vetted to be exactly what it is, authenticated everything. Let me ask you guys an interesting question. Um, some people just want to invest in luxury items like this and they don't necessarily want to take custody or, or have them delivered to them because it can pose a lot of risk. Maybe the item gets damaged, maybe it gets stolen. Maybe if it's art, it gets copied or damaged. Um, is there like a warehousing option or a way to hold custody of these assets if um, someone buys it and let's say they just want the NFT to prove that they own it so they can sell it in the future, but they don't necessarily want to take physical custody of it. Absolutely. That, that's a, a phenomenal question. So we, in our time, uh, we've created resources and connections uh, A through Z. So whether it's vaulting services, insurance services, uh, whatever a, a client would need um, from to digitalize their, phys- their physical asset, we can provide that service on our end, no problem. Absolutely. And we're also working on the opportunity uh, and the option to 
two things. Uh, one would be to uh, fractionalize ownership of said physical assets backed by NFTs. And secondly, it's to make the said assets uh, wearable uh, in the metaverse as well, because I mean, a one of three Kobe Bryant signed Hublot watch in the real world is one thing, uh, but to wear that as with your avatar is just a whole, a whole other thing. So I want to wear that on, in the metaverse. Be the best <laughs> avatar there. Exactly. So that that is some of the things we're working on, uh, and the services we're, we're open to, and we're looking to provide to our clients uh, as they you know move later into the year. Got it. Let me ask you an art-based question. This one might be a little bit tough because I've tried figuring this out and it's, it's quite difficult. Um, when you look at fine art, um, there's always this issue of authenticity and then mm -hmm. there's this copyright issue attached to fine art. Um, and a lot of people haven't been able to um, create NFTs legally for fine art because they haven't been able to get around these two issues. Um, have you guys assessed that or have any kind of um, formula to go about doing that. I'm going to let Diamante. Yeah, one of our one of our uh, strategic partnerships uh, is actually with the leading uh, trademark and IP uh, firm in the country uh, who is looking to create an NFT option, uh, a, rather an enforceable NFT, uh, a protected NFT option. Um, so we are definitely focusing on copyright and and IP. Uh, protection head on. Uh, and Greg, do you want to get a more technical answer on how we can do that? Yeah, it's funny, Brandon, that that, you know, you you brought that point up and, you know, it just shows, you know, again, where your mind is in the space. But um, that's that's that is an issue that is going to be not just a, a fine art issue through our conversations with a lot of different uh, platforms, marketplaces. Um, that's going to be in this year a very, very um, um sticky point and point of uh, uh, contingency yeah. as far as these platforms, because um, as I always say to Diamante is we're walking across a bridge that we're currently building. And so it's difficult to kind of, you know, be like, well, how do we deal with this when, yeah, what's when there's no precedence as far as some of these things happening? So um, we've spoken to, again, um, a number of the different uh, platforms, some consultants that uh, some, some people that we consult for. And that is a major, major issue that is bound to take uh, forefront within this year is the IP and trademark, um, I guess, um, legalities. And how they and, and and how they shift when something is minted on a platform, held but but then traded on another, and 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 if whether or not that person that you sold it to from maybe an open seat to a to a super rare or a rareable, do they continue to keep the IP and the trademark? Because when the original minter minted it on the open seat platform, their their law their bylaws allowed for the next owner to own it. So if it so all yep. those different things and the fact that it is no, decentralized no yep. is going to bring up these things. But again, Diamante and I having the forethought, having, you know, the pitfalls and the different things that we've experienced have allowed us to 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 know who we need to align ourselves with. And we've and we found an, uh, an entity whose main focus is to attack these issues. And it's really, really uh, 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 advantageous. And and it worked as a as a really good meld because this individual has uh is 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 a major player in the trademark uh industry. They they're they're very connected, so they have a, a very in-depth understanding of these of these laws oh, and law. how yeah, IP law. So so we're we're we we're um currently right now um pretty much dotting all our I's and crossing all our T's to make sure that 
when it comes down to it and that when we do work with these artists, art houses, that we are working in a place of legal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Full compliance, whether with the yeah, SEC, yeah. or any of the other parties that be, um, we're making sure that we're providing the service in a quality way. Um, so, you know, with this relationship, we'll be able to offer to our clients, our partners, and our team uh, full compliance across the board. I have a client that, or I guess a pending client right now that wants to do something similar with us with uh, some fine art. And okay. they have a, maybe you can actually answer this question for them on, on the podcast instead of me okay. answering it. Um, <laughs> They are concerned that they're because they've had artwork, very famous artwork that um, they spent a lot of money on that has gotten copied and ripped off and sold on market. And a lot of the copies that they make today are very, very real. Like you yeah. can't even tell that it's a fake. Um, and he's had issues with that. And I know other people have too, where their original gets copied by someone. They 3D scan it and it's like a perfect canvas yeah. and you can't tell. And they sell it for the full price, and then later on, the collector realizes that that was sold, and his original piece gets um, discounted in value. Yeah. Um, one of the issues that they have, and the concern is that um, they're not sure if using an NFT that will prevent them from having that issue. Where if you create an NFT representing an art piece, it'll eliminate um, the ability for someone else to rip off that art piece. And I told them that they're. Um, it would prevent that for a number of reasons, but maybe you guys want to answer that question. Greg, I would love to pass this one to you. I, in a short answer, I know that it definitely can, uh, but Greg, with a technical answer, please uh, answer that question for us. Absolutely. Um, the, 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 so the number of two things, Diamante and I, again, as we, as we continue to stay in cement, we've established on our end a, a, uh, a very astute network of, of individuals that allow us to carry out the, the uh, actions that we need to do uh, in order to make sure that those things don't happen. So we have on our end, we have a private art uh, historian that works personally with us in order to verify all these items. Exactly. So we work on- Before the, they're tokenized, on, Greg. Yes, the yes, yes, before the tokenization. I like, to, I, like, I, like, I like to say that because again, as, you, as, you, as you've explained, Brandon, we too have, have worked with a number of clients who have come to us with items saying, this is real or this is what it is and then we let them know we're like mm, i'm sorry unfortunately it, it doesn't yeah it's 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 you know i don't know who you bought this from that's not my place but i just want to let you know from our professional opinion this isn't an authentic whatever you thought fill it was fill in the blank so 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 in that we 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 work on that and to make sure before we even tokenize the artwork or whatever the the asset is that it is what it is so before it even gets put into the blockchain that's handled now as far as the the there are a number of different measures that you can take to make sure that you replicate whatever is on whatever that piece of art is as to what's in the nft and that could be a number of different things we were working with our original partners who, who were looking to embed uh, microchips into the artwork in order to be um, sort of an RFID. It's NFC, NFC. Yes, uh, NFC. Scan a, a scan so that so that when you scanned it, the NFT appeared. Now, we're not that far away from that. But as far as using using the 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 a physical piece of artwork, there are a number of different ways that 
that uh, we do that, whether it be taking a, um, a, whether it be the signature of the artist, whether it be there, there are a number of different ways that you can uh, take that item, um, make sure that there is a authenticating portion of it that you can put into the NFT that regardless of whether or not it was, it, it, it was, it was copied or faked or, or, or recreated in any manner that that NFT will serve as the, as the authenticating documentation. Um, with artwork, it's a little bit more difficult because of the fact that um, something that you say as a watch comes with a serial number. Yeah. So there are certain ways that you can, you can, you can, we, we work with a number of different clients. What they do is they take certain serial numbers and put them into the NFT so that, so that you, so, so, so that it's specific to them and so that they can understand and they know that this is what it is. Um, but with a piece of art that we, uh, we work with the client and, and again, each situation is, is, is special to itself. So we work with the client in order to, 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 to prove or, or, or work with them to say, okay, what are we going to put in this IPFS protocol that's going to differentiate, is going to explain that this item is what it is. And then we work on, again, on the back end with our, with our art historian to make sure that whatever that differentiating uh, a characteristic is, is viable and able to be used in order to authenticate. And be perpetually validated as well, because the, the goal isn't to just prove ownership now, but to yes. prove it in perpetuity, where it can be inherited, it can be passed down, it can be transacted. And one, and with that one stroke of data added to the, the meta, you know, added to the digital world, uh, you're forever protected. So that's kind of the goal in the service that we offer. Done once, done right, never has to be done again. Then yeah, got it. Um, let me ask you a couple more questions, and then we'll start wrapping it up. We've mentioned metaverse a few times in this conversation. What are your guys's plans or direction to go with the with the metaverse? Do you have any? Do you guys want to take these assets into the metaverse? Um, yes. What's the plan? What's the goal? Um, I think that the ultimate goal uh, would be to create some type of virtual uh, auction house, but also raffle style environment uh, where your avatar can enter our villa, our auction house, our event space, whatever we decide to call it. And you're able to transact in whatever medium and way we decide to transact, whether it's a, a highest and best offer wins, whether it's a raffle style and one person wins, whether it's charity event as well, because we also have a 501c that we're, that we're working as, um, you know, we have a not-for-profit rather. Um, so we have all the different angles covered, um, but in the metaverse, we see it being uh, just the next step what we're already working on now. It's so just having kind of a kind of physical place to have our digital auctions, but not physical, just <laughs> digital physical. So yeah. that's how we plan on using the metaverse. Yeah, just as Diamante yeah. said, you know, we're, we're kind of just we're kind of walking across the bridge as we're building it. But um, again, um, the one thing that that we like to do is every every NFT. So again, not just NFT consumers, but NFT producers, and not just in the vein or space where where we're looking at it as a as as a pro, as a project, but more of a business. So the GDGC is the entity that allows us to authenticate and tokenize the items that these individuals bring to us. Now, we do work with a number of different clients who just want to tokenize their assets. They're not interested in any way of transacting them, selling them, or auctioning them off. So we, so, so what has allowed us to, to, to create a business model. 
And so what that, so what we've done with that is that now GDGC tokenizes the select luxury assets that the luxury asset club raffles off. Yeah, that's our so 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 it's the con so so it's the bridge for this real item to be sold as an NFT in this new crazy meta raffle uh, 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 environment. And is and 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 what you asked as far as where our vision is as far as as far as that and what we want to do is create a a you know Diamante and I own. We own virtual land and pretty and the sandbox, the central land, uh, crypto voxels. Um, uh, looking at a few more, but again, we 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 that's where we have a lot of our, 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 our most of our uh, uh, estates and parcels are in those places. And so, again, just just making sure that we have a foothold uh, uh, in those markets so that when we do build out exactly what we want to do, it can be done exactly the way we want. But as you said. Looking at it more of a, uh, as far as the luxury asset club having a a, a space or an uh, a, a place for people to interact, where the winners of these items can kind of come, um, um, they can they can they can they can interact with them. They can show will, them more. We will have a luxury asset club club. Yeah, it's uh, a, a club. Yeah, a space where you can interact with. Uh, you can exist. Um, because you said it's not just the project, it's the roadmap the project has. So uh, whoever isn't you know, lucky enough to win the actual asset, uh, that membership uh, or that ticket rather or token will serve as membership into the club. Um, so as you build out the metaverse element uh, and the actual immersive element, uh, we definitely plan on having some options yeah. to explore that yeah. way as well. We also own land uh, and my personal favorite metaverse, uh, Superworld, uh, Super which is a VR and AR um, based environment and allows you to essentially monetize the real world as like a layer of Google Maps. Um, but that I think would be the easiest for, like I said, the average person. Because that's where my my angle is. Not the the the, the, the <laughs> evangelists into the space. The people that the billions of people that haven't gotten into the space yet. How can we create the easiest segue? Um, and I do believe these real, you know, these realistic environments or these semi-realistic environments will provide the easiest angles. Uh, for entry. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. actually what I was going to ask you guys. What are your favorite metaverses? Superworld, oh, by far. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> it's for me, it's like I said, it's, it's something that you can interact with in a different environment. So being mm -hmm. able to, uh, it's the most natural being that your phone can take you to wherever you want to go to and whatever you want to monetize. So mm -hmm. I imagine whether it's a hospital or an airport or a casino, or even a, a, a baseball stadium, what would the Mets pay if you own Yankee Stadium? And what would they pay for ad advertising dollars and, and, and StubHub? What would they pay for ticket opportunities? So that, I think, will be um, the next big uh, metaverse to, to, to explode. It's funny, man. I, it's funny. I'm a big, big, big advocate as far as uh, Superworld. Um, Harish is doing amazing things. Um, um, he, he's he's an amazing individual. I think he's his forethought and his sight as far as creating that. Um, and I'm have a soft spot. I know the about the world. I, I I I'm not as active in it, but I love I love the sandbox. I I I I think it's so cool. I love the decentralization as far as ownership gives you the ability to create the assets within the world. And I've connected with some with some crazy, crazy people who are building 
airplanes, boats, cars, uh, UTVs, just so many different different uh, uh, assets that, again, you'll be able to then go back to and monetize on. And um, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the Sandbox. I love their ecosystem. Um, uh, I, I, I love the, the characters, the, the way you, you build with the with the voxel um technology and the, and the, I, I just think it's so cool i i i'm a big fan i know uh, I'm, I'm a really big fan of well, i just think it's 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 to me it's just so genius and it's just so it's like simplistically genius to me personally from the from just you just you just transpose google maps with with grids and then sell those plots but the ar yeah. vr as far as being able to interact, putting things that aren't there, but you need your phone, so an extra layer. You know, Diamante and I, we've, we've thought this through like 10 years. As far as we've purchased our high schools, we've purchased uh, um, um, hospitals, museums, airports. The advertising dollars alone- Revenue. As for, uh, <laughs> revenue is, is, is insane. It's, it's crazy. And, and, you know, just being at the forefront of all that, just you know, I think it's really uh, advantageous. But I'm a fan, of Super World and 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 the Sandbox. I think these places are so cool. Um, you know, we gotta moderate as far as your interaction with them because they're going to be extreme. They're gonna be it's Instagram times a thousand. The the yeah. the the amount of stimulation that it's going to 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 provide. Uh, yeah provide and 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 you know being in that place but still you know understanding how paramount and how amazing this new technology is is is, is very it's very fun and just really excited about all the um all the avenues and all the opportunities it's really allowed for us to create i totally agree it's it's fluid real estate that's essentially all it is in the end mm -hmm. um in the real world you build a tower um that tower has a function a but yeah. that the real estate is now valued to with the towers because Taking down that tower and putting something else on that plot of land is going to be a hell of a lot of work and very expensive, and it probably yeah. will never happen. Yeah. <laughs> in the metaverse, in New York City. In New yeah, York in the metaverse, you could build a tower, save it, delete it. Next day, build a stadium, save it, delete it. The next day, build a Whole Foods. And, <laughs> and, and fortunately, we have architects that we're working with as well to uh, further help with those goals. So. If you have any of those lofty visions with development, we can definitely work together in that capacity as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah Brandon, you you just said it. You said it's like it's it's flu it's real estate, and it's fluid. most fluid form in the fact that you have complete control and autonomy over what you want to build. Um, you have the ability to monetize on it. You also have the ability to lease it out. Hell, if you don't even want to, you want you could. I'll lease, I'll lease my land out of my estate out to somebody else. You can build whatever you want for six yeah. months. You have the you have the lease to my plot of land, whatever. There's just so many influent and just flitty. That person built a store. The next person that I've leased it out to um, um, built a stadium. The next person I've they built a a, 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 a DJ booth. It, it, they just it's just. I, I read about, about someone building um, a virtual mechanic shop and made a hundred thousand dollars over the last six months. With their virtual mechanic shop, yeah. So I mean, it, it's 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 changing. It's changing right in front of our eyes, and I and I'm very fortunate, and I'm I'm very excited and thankful that we're all able to see that opportunity because for us to see the vision now, imagine five years from now, and that's yeah. kind of where I'm where we're really at. You know, like you were saying before about making these connections with these crypto billionaires and these crypto future billionaires. I feel like that's the same thing we're doing now with NFTs. Uh, we're talking to the 
you know, we're on, we're on, we're on panels and on podcasts with some of the uh, most, you know, acclaimed uh, future NFT, per, you know, professionals. So mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're in a great spot. We're very thankful. Yeah. And some of the, you know, that's led to the projects we have available now or rather working on now. Um, Greg, do you want to talk about the NFT Academy and then, and, and uh, token yeah. needs before we yeah. uh, check out? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So Brandon, so, um, you know, um, you know, using, you know, your platform and what you've allowed for us to, 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 to speak and just, we want to use this and amplify what we want to do so much. So, um, one of the one of the messages and, and goals that Diamantine have is is um, teaching people about the power of NFTs and um, and understanding the technology because I think that that's a major issue that people have that uh, is really a hindrance to them entering the space is there 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 really isn't a bridge or an avenue for them to onboard um, most of it is. Um, a lot of the Diamante and I do do a lot of research. You took a lay of the land, and a lot of NFT courses that are out there um, are 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 more they they're they're teaching you about which projects to invest in and buy. And at the end of the day, how to find the nice board apes. The board ape, and 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 at the end of the day, there it, it doesn't matter how profitable you may be, it's still gambling. So what Diamante and I we took we took a step back and we said, well. What has allowed us to invest in these projects, be profitable, but not chase? And it's mm-hmm. and it's a deep foundational knowledge. It's it's our understanding and knowledge of smart contracts. It's our understanding of blockchain technology. It's our understanding of NFTs, layer two, um, uh, digital assets, virtual land, how all these things, DAOs, uh, game, uh, a DeFi, uh, a play to earn, all these different aspects, all these different things, how they make up not just the crypto, but the NFT marketplace and, and the NFT space as a whole, and and want to provide that knowledge to people in the best way. So instead of telling you about what project to invest in, we're going to teach you about, well, what exactly is a smart contract? Well, how do you code in royalties? How do, what, what makes this technology so important is something that I should be invested in. And so that's how we started the NFT Academy, where we arm, offer- we are, The goal is to arm you with the skills to find your own next project. Yeah, exactly. Whether, whether you're creating the next project or, or you're, you're, whether you're creating the next project or you're investing in it, our goal is to give you the skills uh, to see through the rug pulls, the BS, the all the other things that that are that are uh, growing yeah. in this space yeah. as it continues to grow. And and Brandon, I tell people all the time: if your first NFT is not an ENS, then you don't understand the space. You know, <laughs> yeah. just 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 as a whole. To me personally, if your first and I and I say that and I say my first NFT was not my ENS. I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there. That, that Neither was <laughs> yeah. You need, I would throw it. But where I've gotten to in this space right now, if your first NFT is not something of utility, is not something that you then it's a waste. You need to buy ENS. If you if you buy ENS, you understand it. You understand why that why that purchase was so valuable. Why you just cemented yourself and and pivoted and put yourself in a position to capitalize within web three and so that's what place we start foundationally understanding the space domain names uh your 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 digital passport your identity these things are the most important so that's what we offer with the nft academy another thing that uh, uh another um uh way that we really try to apply the use of nfts is is our other venture is uh is tokend.eth and I, Brandon, we spoke a little bit earlier about that uh, uh, thing on a prior call. But um, again, we specialize in the tokenization of of uh, car titles and land deeds. And so, again, um, if, if you sat through this call, you understand what an NFT is and why these things are so important. It's very interesting. Um, very small article, but um, down in Atlanta, 
um, uh, an older woman actually had her physical deed stolen. And in the time that she went to work, they tore her home down. And, and, and yeah, and, 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 you know, it was very interesting because uh, I just thought about, well, if her title or the deed to her home was kept on a, on a, you could even on a centralized blockchain within yeah. the city of Atlanta's database, that would never have happened. There would have been no avenue for somebody to forge physical documentation and, 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 and use that as a means to take advantage of somebody who's not aware. And so really applying the use of NFTs and the use of blockchain in order to disrupt and, and, and monetize and create new, pop, new ways to create generational wealth. Brandon, if you tokenize your car or your, or your, or, or your deed and that's recognized, then whether or not you sell it a hundred uh, uh, 10 years from now, hundred years from now, the wallet that's connected to you will receive that will, will, will receive royalties in perpetuity. So just seeing that, and then our biggest and what everything ties into is, um, is our, a Diamante mentioned was our 501 C three. That is, um, uh, project rewire. And that is, and that's probably the one that's most near and dear to us. The one that, that we work the the hardest on. And what we do is we work with, uh, with youthful offender groups and different prisons within right now, the New York state system in order to create art programs where we tokenize the, the, uh, artwork and auction it off. So the main point of that is to do one of two things. What we want to do is create an avenue and create an outlet for these individuals to, to, to use NFTs as a means of, of creating self-value, but also real value. And then use the Ethereum that we receive from these auctions, stake it, put in liquidity, uh, 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 put in liquidity pools, borrow against it, use these new methods of DeFi to create even more funds for prison re reform, whether that be go back into the program itself or as a whole into different charities that focus on prison reform and just try to target different ways in which these in which these entities can raise money and 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 do this in the world of covid you know and we're not literacy as, as well that's another thing yeah we want to make yeah sure we're when, providing the financial literacy uh to some yeah. of these you know these you know these offenders uh as they re-enter society um through the, the power of the blockchain and and blockchain and then and then the best thing about it is that because the because project rewire itself is a 501c3 any do any donation made to to the entity is a charitable donation so it could be written off <laughs> so it's a win-win situation you know you're not just buying a security but you're buying you're making a charitable donation that's completely transparent on the blockchain that you can see is going towards exactly what our message is there's so much i want to follow up on on this um, <laughs> unfortunately i have to get to a meeting in a few minutes no um, but we will definitely talk about this and we will definitely talk about this off no uh, problem. podcast as well. There's a number of things I want to bring up with you guys. That I think you might be interested in. No um, but uh, before we go, tell me really quick, where can people go to learn more about what you guys are doing to, mm -hmm. to keep tabs and to follow along and, you know, maybe even be involved? Yeah. So uh, first thing is I'm on Instagram. I'm on uh, LinkedIn. I'm on uh, those two are my main social media at the time. Zarba.eth on either. Um, mm -hmm. Our project is the Luxury Asset Club on Twitter and Instagram, um, Greg, your socials? Yes, um, again, you guys can look, I got my name up there, Gregory Gadsden, um, G Gads, that's three Z's dot E. 
Um, if you guys want to find me, that's how you find me on LinkedIn. My gads.eth is my uh, Instagram handle, so please give me a follow. Um, uh, you guys can also, um, you know, check out our, our Instagram. You guys can uh, be able to uh, find links to Token Deed. You can find some information. But, um, yeah, that's how you can find us. And I want to end this, Brandon. Um, I want to thank you so much for giving us the opportunity, giving us a platform, giving us an avenue to, yes, yes. Um, to express who we are, to explain um, what we're doing and why this is so important. Um, thank you so much. Oh, one last thing. You guys want to check out our services? Go to gdgcenterprises.com. Yeah. You guys can inquire, send us emails, check it out. If you guys got luxury assets, you're interested in tokenizing, auction them off, please reach out Thank to us. Yeah. Yes. And please tune in, subscribe, listen to Brandon. He's the man. I'm telling you guys. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a pleasure to have you on, guys. Um, it, it's my job, so don't even worry. <laughs> um, shoot me over all the links, um, socials, websites um, on WhatsApp or by email, and I'll make sure they go in the show notes. Um, with that said, Diamante Gregory, thank you guys for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Fantastic conversation. So much thank detail. Um, I have a feeling we might have to do a part two at some point just to kind of get through whatever <laughs> left. <laughs> thank you. Anyways, Brady. have a good day. All See right. you guys soon. All right. Take thank care. Man. Well. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye.